Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in this series that we've entitled Identity Theft. Identity Theft. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 10. Once you had no identity as a people, now you're God's people. Changes everything, doesn't it? And so we've been looking at what this identity understanding brings to our lives, knowing that Satan is doing everything that he can to forget who you are in Christ, that once you become a Christian, your identity has changed, and he wants you to live according to the old ways. And he keeps trying to take that away from you. Now, we're going to look at this morning the downfall of a wrong identity, the downfall of wrong identity. Last week, we looked at this guy by the name of Moses. And in Hebrews, it talks about how great he was and how he lived by faith and how he kept going forward. And we talked about how great his identity was and the delight that you get to have when you understand your identity as Moses did. Now, you might have walked out of here last week and thought, well, that's Moses. I'm no Moses. Oh, yes, you are. Because here's the thing. All of us are the same. All of us have this identity. All of us have this issue of God and what he wants to do and who we are in Christ. And you see, Moses wasn't always perfect. Moses had a struggle with his identity. So we talked about last week how he struggled probably as a child growing up because here he was adopted into Pharaoh's family and raised in the courts of Pharaoh and had all the benefits of Pharaoh. At the same time, he had family members that were telling him, hey, this is who you really are. This is what it's about. And everything got up, but it all climaxed at about the age of 40 when Moses saw some of the Israelites being misused and he walked over and he killed an Egyptian. And once he did that, now he's suddenly a man without a country because he has to run for his life because the Pharaoh finds out, boy, that's not going to go over well. And the children of Israel, word got back to them and everybody started saying, what are you going to do, just kill us all? And so Moses flees to the desert. He gets married while he's there, and what he does for 40 years is 10 goats. But one day, there's this bush that's on fire, and he looks at it, and it spikes his curiosity, and he says, I think I'll go over there and see what's going on. And when he does, suddenly God starts talking to him. And so God starts addressing Moses and tells him, take off your shoes, come close, I've got something for you. And here is where we see that Moses wrestled with who he was. He's close to 80 years old. And so let's follow this conversation between he and God and see how you and I are similar to him and what he wrestled with. The first thing we notice is Moses didn't see himself clearly. He didn't see himself clearly. Now, look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 9. Look, God's speaking, the city, the cry of the people of Israel has reached me, and I have seen how harshly the Egyptians abused them. Now go, I'm sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses protested, 
Who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Isn't that just like us? The moment God calls us to do something, what do we do? You know what you do. You start making excuses. Well, I, I, I can't. Uh, you know, what's going on? I, I'm busy. I got this. And so Moses, just like us, God speaks to him out of the bush. You know, I think if I heard a voice out of the bush telling me to do something, that was God. Uh, yeah, okay, let's go. But what does Moses do? What you and I? Well, who am I? Who, who, who am I that I could go before Pharaoh? Who, who am I that the Israel people would? You know, he covers both bases. The, the Egyptians, the Israelites. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> See, the problem is God knows who we are, but we don't know who we are. And Moses is wrestling with this, and he's saying, Moses, it's not about you. I've got something for you to do that will benefit other people. And we wrestle with that, don't we? Because we make it about us. What am I going to benefit? What am I going to get out of this? We forget that God wants to call us to help others. Right? Yeah. And God doesn't want you to think less about yourself. He just wants you to think about yourself less. And so you come to that place and Moses goes, well, who am I? I, I you know, I, I don't feel qualified. God, you sure? Who, who, me? Why, why would you call me? Why would you want me? Why would you ask me? Go, you know, who am I? <laughs> but have you ever noticed that when you start making excuses, God has kind of answers for you? And so what God does when Moses says, who am I? Here's what God says. God says, look, I'm going to give you my presence. You don't think you're much. You don't think you have all the answers. You don't think you've got what you're qualified. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to help you. Because he knows we all need a lot of help. And notice what he says, God's answer. I will be with you. And this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. Moses, one day you're coming back to here. And you're going to bring the people out of Egypt and you're going to bring them into this land. And one day you're going to worship me here. I will go with you. And so God says, look, Moses, you don't, you, you want the question, what's, what's going on? Why, who me? Why me? Why not? I, I can't, you know, he starts going through all this stuff. God just says, look, let's, I'll, I'll be with you. I'll be with you. Now, you and I would initially say, you know what? If God's for me, who can be against me? If God's with me, what do I have to fear? Right? Right? <laughs> okay. Who am I? God, you know, you, 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 me? Me? You know, <laughs> what's going to happen here? And, you know, I, I don't know. And what if people look at me? And what if they think about me? And what's going to happen to me? And God says, look, 
I'll go with you. Whenever you go with God, you're never alone, and God never bails on you. And you might not know who you are, but God knows who you are, and he will always help you. Moses then lacks confidence. He lacks confidence. So the next verse, verse 13, but Moses protested. I've found this to be the case when you're in church work and you're trying to get people to do something. When you try to get them, they always protest. If I go to them, and if I go to the people of Israel, and if I tell them the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, they will ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God, I'm good with you going with me, but I'm not too sure the other people are. God, I'm glad you're around, and I'm glad I'm not alone, and I'm glad that you're going to be with me, but what if I go... And uh, uh, they just don't believe me, and they don't think I'm qualified, and God, what's going on with this? And uh, I I know you're with me, but uh, what if I do this and it doesn't work out? What if I do this, God, and people question me and question my motives? God, what if I go and... I say something and do something and people think I'm just showing off. And people don't understand that I really feel like this is what you want me to do and this is what you've called me to do and what if they don't accept it? And he lacked the confidence that he needed to go even though God was with him. We trust God, we don't trust ourselves. Oh, if I just got God going with me, that's enough. Really? We still question our abilities, don't we? And then once we question our abilities, we question other people's response, don't we? And so that's what Moses is doing here. He says, if I go and if I tell them you've sent me, and God, if I'm obedient to you, uh, what if they question me? What am I going to do then? What kind of response am I going to have to that? And God says, I'll give you something that you can give to others, that you can hold on to me, and I'm going to give you the privilege of using my name. I'm going to give you the honor of being able to speak, and I'm going to help you, and here's what you're going to say to them. In verse 14, God replies to Moses, I am who I am, the great name of God, I am. Say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, I am, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. And this is my eternal name, my name to remember for all the generations. 
Moses, just tell them, I am has sent me. Tell them, God, that I am with you. Because if God calls you, he qualifies you. If God wants you to do something, he will go with you. Well, but I'm not, I can't, I I don't know how. God says, look, I'm going to go with you, and you understand something in your identity. I am going with you, and I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am the God who has saved you. I am the God who will never leave you. I am the God, as we have sung today, who will be faithful to you. That's who I am. I am everything that you have need of. I am everything that you think you lack. I am everything that you're looking for. I am your resource. I am your strength. I am your help. I'm your provider. I'm your friend. I'm your father. I am everything that you might ever need in your life. And I have called you and I designed you to do what I've called you to do. I will go with you and I will be present with you. And I am who I am. And that is enough for you. More than your qualifications, it's God who qualifies you. And it's God who says, I'm here, I'm not going anywhere, and everything you have need of, I can do. We forget that, don't we? Because if I'm a child of God, God's with me all the time. Well, I know he's with me, but I, you know, I have need of this and I can't do this. And what if they ask me this? I'm here and I will have everything that you're looking for and I'll have everything that you need and I will take care of you and you don't need to be afraid and you don't need to worry. Now you would think now it'd be okay, right? Wrong. Because Moses is just like us. And Moses was afraid of criticism. (laughs) Of course, we're never afraid of what other people say, are we? But notice what Moses does. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me And what if they say the Lord never appeared to you? Isn't it amazing how many scenarios we can create when we don't want to do something? Isn't it amazing how we can talk ourselves out of things and we have all the excuses that we need for not doing it? And Moses, okay, God, I know you're with me. Okay, I get that. Yeah, good. Uh, uh, That's helpful. And God, I know I am the God who is almighty, all-powerful, the God who is above all, over all, from the beginning of time to the end of time, the God who will be faithful, the God who will be there. But God, what about the other people? What if they say something, God, and hurt my feelings? What if they say something, God, and question my call? God, what if they don't like me? God, what if I do something and no one appreciates it? 
God, what if I'm rejected? I've had enough rejection in my life, God. You know, the last time I had to deal with all these people, they weren't very friendly and very kind to me. I was running for my life. Do you remember God? Oh, God goes, oh, no, I forgot. Thanks for reminding me. You know, the Israelites thought I was going to be just as bad with them as I was with the Egyptians. I killed a guy, God. I got angry and got mad. I killed him. And there were witnesses. And God, if I walk back in there, they're going to think, oh, he's here to kill us now. And God, what if I go to them and, and they don't listen to me? You know what? There's a lot of things you can do and people don't listen. I walk up here every Sunday morning and question, God, what if they don't listen to me? We all have that issue, don't we? We all have those doubts and fears, don't we? Well, God, I know, but I'm not very good. And God, you know, I, I want people to think good of me. God, I, I don't want to face a rejection. I don't want to do this and come out like this and then people just turn their back on me. God, what if I do everything you're asking me to do and nobody appreciates it? And what if they question my call? And God says, Moses, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you my power. You and I today could call that the power of the Holy Spirit. I will give you my power. Now, to get Moses' attention and to demonstrate just how powerful he was, God does something. Okay, you're going to give me your power. So what? So here, notice what God does. The Lord asked him, I said, Moses, what's that in your hand? And it's a shepherd's staff, Moses. It's just a stick. Use it to keep the animals in place. Use it to help them go the right direction. And God says, you know, why don't you throw it down to the ground? And the Lord told him, and so Moses throws it down on the, the staff, and it turned into a snake. Now, not probably just any snake, probably a cobra. All right? That's not a snake you want to see. And so what does Moses do? Jumps back. I'd do more than jump. I'd be running. Okay? So he, he does that. And then the Lord told him, reach out and grab it by the tail. Come again? So Moses reaches out. He grabs it. And it turns back into a shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him, they will believe that the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, really has appeared to you. That would kind of convince people. Now, I didn't put it in your notes, but it goes on. And God says, Moses, take your hand and stick it inside your cloak. And so Moses does that. And God says, now pull it out. And when he pulls it out, it's white. It's leprous. It's the death disease. It's the disease. You, you think what we're facing and with the virus going on is bad? This is bad. 
You can't go around anybody. You, have, you are ostracized from everything. And most looks at that and goes, oh no. And God says, now stick it back in. And he does, and he pulls it out, and it's normal. So God says, Moses, tell you what you do. When people start to question you, when people start to criticize you, when people begin to doubt what you're doing, when people begin maybe to reject you, I will give you the power that you need to go on. I will give you everything that you need to be faithful. And we'll deal with their unbelief as we get there. Because we all know, don't we? Let's go how this turns out. Moses does lead the children of Israel out. And what happens? What's he dealing with them for the rest of his life? Their unbelief, right? It's not that they don't believe Moses. They don't believe God. And sometimes when you and I are serving and standing for God and doing what God wants us to do, the people aren't rejecting you or I, they're rejecting God. And when you know who you are and what your identity is, you keep going and God gives you the power to keep going because you know God has called you, God has ordained you, God has set you in place and set you in motion And God says, look, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to take care of you. I'll never leave you. You represent me, and I'll give you the strength that you need to do what needs to be done, no matter what people say. And so it just might be opening a door for somebody on Sunday morning. It might be being an usher somewhere. It might be leading a small group. It might be a host of things, but whatever God asks you to do, you and I tend to want to make excuses, don't we? And God says, I've asked you to do this. Well, but God, I know. I think you can do it. Well, God, you're the only one who does. I'll be with you. I'll help you. You won't be alone in this. You got my power, my presence. Let's go. And so God says, Moses, Moses, here, let me show you how great this is. And when you get there, we can do this. Moses is going to do a lot more than that, isn't he? There's going to be plagues that Moses is going to be the one to initiate. And God says, I'll be with you no matter what people say. And they will say it. If you try to do anything for God, there will be people who will criticize what you're doing. Count on it. But that shouldn't cause you to not do it. Right? Right. Okay. So why did Moses do that? Well, Moses was just concerned for himself. So Moses pulls out another card, a trump card, he thinks. You know, and and he said, okay, God, I got it. You're here. You're going to help me. You're going to take care of me. You're going to be with me. I I got all of that. But here's what he goes. Verse uh, 10, Exodus 4. But Moses pleaded with the Lord, oh, Lord, I'm not very good with words. 
I've never been. God, it's just the way I've been all my life. I've just never been any good at this. I've never been any good at that. I've never been any good at that. And I'm not now. Nothing's changed. Even though you've spoken to me, I get tongue-tied and my words get tangled. Some people think maybe Moses stuttered. Some people think, you know, maybe he was tongue-tied. We don't know. But here's what he does. You want me to go and say that? But God, I'll, I'll just stutter the whole thing. You know, people, get, and I get, I'll get anxious. And God, you know, I can't do it. We all got a reason, don't we? We all got something that we can say, well, I'm not very good at this. And God goes, I know. I know. You're not. Glad you recognize it. Glad you see it. Well, but God, I I don't think I can. I'm not qualified to do it. God, I don't have the talent to do that. God, I don't have the ability to do that. I don't have the time to do that. God, I've been this way all my life. I just don't think I can anymore. I don't think I can do that. And, And God says, look, you know, okay, okay. And we have all kinds of reasons why we can't do what God's asking us to do, don't we? Yes, we do. And Moses keeps making them. God, you want me to go and speak to the people? I can't talk. I'm no good at it. I never have been. I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. Uh, I, it's just the way, God, you made me. So God, it's probably your fault. Because if you wanted me to do this, you would have given me more talent. You would have given me more abilities. You would have made things easier for me. So God, you know, I, I, I appreciate you thinking of me. I, I appreciate you, you know, offering. But God, you, you know my circumstances right now and how things are lined up and how busy it is and how much I've got going on and how I, I'm just not talented. I'm not gifted to do that. I just can't do that. And God, you know, I've been this way all my life. I'm sorry. Uh, thanks, but no thanks. God has already prepared us. Don't you just hate it when God has an answer for your excuses? Verse 11, the Lord asked Moses, Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Obvious answer, right? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak? Hear, do not hear. See, do not see. Is it not I, the Lord? Moses, I know, I made you this way. Well, if you know you made me this way, then why are you asking me to do this? (laughs) Now go, I will be with you as you speak and I will instruct you in what to say. (laughs) Moses, I'll take care of it. Moses, I, I know, I made you. I understand your deficiency. I understand your lack of talent in this area. I understand your lack of ability. But Moses, I didn't call you because you were eloquent. I didn't call you because you were qualified. 
I called you because I made you for this moment. And Moses, if you knew who you were, and if you knew who you are, you and I would not be having this conversation. But Moses didn't know his identity, did he? And so many times when we're arguing with God and refusing to step out and refusing what God is offering to us, we've forgotten who we are, haven't we? Because you see, the enemy would love to do everything he could do to get you not to serve God. He will do everything he can to make you think you don't have what it takes, to make you think you don't have the talent, to make you think, I, you know, in fact, I don't really don't have talent. I've got negative things working against me. He will do everything he can to cause interruptions. He will do everything he can to have somebody say something that gets you the wrong way and suddenly you quit and give up and think, that's it, I'm done. He will do everything he can to get you to not do who God created you to be. And when you give in to that, you have forgotten who you are and whose you are. And God says to Moses, I didn't make a mistake. I know exactly how I made you. Well, God, I can't do that. I can do this over here. And so we choose something on our own so that we can think we're doing something rather than doing what God wants us to do. And we pacify ourselves thinking, okay, I'm, being, I'm doing something for God. Okay, but you're not doing what God wants you to do. And Moses begins to use that old card, God, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm not talented. I'm not gifted. I, I, somebody else would be better. God, I can't. And God says, look, Moses, you're not going to tell me anything new. I already know. I know what's going on in your life. I know what you can and can't do. I made your mouth. I made you this way. That doesn't hinder me from using you for what I've designed you to do. You think that's it? You would be wrong. Moses was complacent. <laughs> Moses was kind of at a place where, you know, God, I know you want me to go be the leader and you want me to go do this. I'll tell you what, God, I'm just happy here tending goats. Just leave me alone on the backside of the desert. <laughs> Let's see. I can spend the rest of my life tending goats on the desert in isolation or I can be used of God to set his people free. I choose goats. Too many times we choose goats. But again, Moses, notice, pleaded. Pleaded. Lord, please. I love this slide right here. Send anyone else. God, you've got someone better. I'll step out so they can step in. God, you don't really need me. There's a lot of people much more qualified than I am to do this. Why don't you just choose them and let them do it, and I'll be back here, and we'll, we'll be good. We've pulled that excuse too, haven't we? 
God says, you know what? No. Just Moses, here's the bottom line. Let me just put it to you this way. I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'm happy the way I am. I'm happy with what's going on. I'm perfectly content not doing what you want me to do. I've got my own little life going on. Everything's all put in a nice little box. I've got everything right where I need it to be. And I don't want to be interrupted and have to adjust my schedule. Moses goes, you know, God, I'm pretty busy here with the goats. I've got to feed and water them. I've got to take them to another pasture. What are they going to do without me? You know, if I leave, God, they'll probably just waste away here in the desert. Do you want to be responsible for killing all these goats, God? Send somebody else. My life's just fine. I'm happy the way I am. Don't, don't, no, don't make me do this. Anyone, anyone but me. <laughs> but you know what? God's very persuasive. You might give up, but God doesn't give up on you. The Lord became angry. It's a righteous anger. Moses, you don't understand what you're missing. Moses, this isn't up for discussion. All right, he said, I understand what you're doing. What about your brother Aaron, the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, <laughs> he's already on his way to beat you. <laughs> you gotta love that, don't you? Uh, he'll be delighted to see you. Talk to him. Put the words in his mouth. And I will be with both of you as you speak. And I will instruct you both in what to do. And Aaron will be your spokesman to the people. And he will be your mouthpiece. And you will stand in the place of God for him. Wow. Do you understand that when you're serving, you're standing in the place of God? That you represent God? That's your identity, isn't it? Yeah. You're going to stand there and represent God. Telling him what to say. Take your shepherd's staff with you. Perform the miraculous signs I've shown you. We're doing this. You see, God has an answer for all your excuses. And here's where it comes down to. God chose Moses. Moses had to choose God. And when you don't know who you are, you don't choose God. You choose the sheep. You choose the goats. You choose to stay where you are. You choose to be content with doing something menial when you could be doing something as a representative of Jesus Christ on this planet. God says, I've called you. I've ordained you. 
I've empowered you. I will give you my presence. I made you. I know who you are. I want to use you. I'll never leave you. Will you do what I'm asking you to do? And you can say no, but God won't give up. He will keep pursuing. He wants you to accomplish what you were made for. God has chosen you. Will you choose God? Will you live in your identity as a Christian? Or will you just keep making excuses like Moses? Will you do what God has put before you and ask of you? Or will you just try to do your thing as you want to do it? God will give you the ability. God will give you his presence. God will never give up on you. People may reject you. There may be some things said. But God will keep going. Will you? So here's the question this morning. What is it you know that God's been prompting you to do, but you keep trying to avoid? What is it you know that God is directing you towards, but you keep making an excuse? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you're able to do in your identity in Christ? Will you say yes? And will you allow God to use you as he designed you? It's all about knowing who you are. Moses went ahead with this and then we find him as we talked about last week, this great man who understood what was happening and what God was doing. Because the moment you follow Christ is the moment you begin to grow in your walk with him and in your relationship with him. And God begins to move through you and in you. So this morning, God's calling. God's asking. Will you say, here am I, send me. Or will you say, God, Use someone else. It's been a few years ago. I remember in a room where Reinhard Bonnke was speaking. Reinhard Bonnke is this great evangelist in Africa who's won millions to Christ. And he told the story about how he was talking with God one day and how God, he ended up in this place. And God said, Reinhardt said, God, why did you choose me? How, how come me? And he said he heard the Spirit talk to him and say this. God said, look, you weren't my first choice, but you were the first one to say yes. Wow. Will you say yes? Let's pray. Lord, this morning, 
so many things in our lives that we allow to interfere with the real purpose of who we are. Our identity is you, in you. And you want to work through us and minister through us and you want us to represent you. And you will ask us to do things that we're not qualified for. You will ask us to do things we don't want to do. But Lord, you will help us. You'll direct us. You want to use us. So Lord, would you help us to say yes? Would you not help us not to miss the opportunities that you created us for? We thank you today for you calling us, choosing us, and wanting to use us and work through us. We're honored that you would think that we can represent you to a lost world. So God, would you help us have an open mind and an open heart and a willing spirit. Here am I. Use me. What a great life to live, being used by God. Would you help us to know who we are in Christ and to respond to what you want to do in and through us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.